looks like a lot of people are going to be heading out to patios as a lot of us will be able to enter stage two, like the rest of you lucky regions this Friday. Uh, that has Mark and Mayor Frank Scarpetti, who joins the show right now, a little bit nervous and rightfully so. Welcome to the show, Frank. Good to have you on. Great to talk to you again, Kelly. So um, give us an idea as you enter stage two of how well Markham's been dealing with COVID-19 and where your numbers have been in the past and where they're at now. Sure. Well, I, I think, uh, first of all, uh, just to be clear, we are welcoming the news to, to reopen. I think that's a very positive thing. And many of our businesses are, are ready, uh, ready to go, ready to open, some more prepared than others. And would uh, just say to any business, it's better to be prepared be safe for yourselves and your employees and obviously your customers. So while we can open on Friday, if it takes an extra day or two, I think people will, will understand because public safety is, is number one. The interesting part, you asked about Markham. We've actually had uh, one of the lowest community uh, percentage of community spread uh, compared to other large uh, municipalities within York Region, certainly compared to the City of Toronto and below the provincial average. So as a community, hats off to all of our residents and businesses who've complied and, and adhered to the restrictions. They've been part of that success. But when you dig a little deeper, as good as the picture has been, uh, what's interesting, and I don't know whether it's geography or what it is, but, but consistently since the beginning of this pandemic, half of the ICU patients for all of York Region have actually been at Markham Stovall Hospital. So no doubt mm-hmm. they've got, undergone a lot of stress there, as has, by the way, Mackenzie Health and even South Lake up in, in Newmarket, not maybe to the same degree, but the, the characteristics of this virus and having to keep people on ventilators for weeks rather than days typically has, has changed the way that these ICU departments have, have had to operate. So while a good story overall, Nonetheless, there's been considerable stress on our healthcare system. So the severity of some of the COVID patients in Markham, is that why you're calling on the provincial government to make masks mandatory in enclosed indoor spaces where physical distancing isn't possible? We, we can't afford to lose any ground at all. Um, the healthcare system, hospitals, not all, but many have seen the stress. We were very successful to avoid a spike. The last thing we need in a second wave, when that second wave happens, is a, is a spike that would put the stress that we all were trying to avoid. From the beginning of this whole thing, we heard that 30 to 70% of the people will get COVID-19 minus the vaccination. We're nowhere near that percentage and really probably don't know exactly where until we get the antibody tests that we, we know the people that have had the, the, uh, the virus. It really comes with the decision that was made this week. We applaud being able to open up with certain areas, Toronto and Peel, not advancing to stage two. That is obviously a sign that there's concern about the level of cases and what's still happening in those jurisdictions. And if you have that concern that you can't allow those communities to go to stage two, we all know that we move freely throughout the GTA to shop, to eat, go to personal service shops. So... Uh, my concern is is that I think we need that extra level of protection. We need masks so that we are protecting the employees in these establishments. We saw what just happened at Home Depot in Richmond Hill, and also to protect the uh, the general public. 
Couldn't you just ask businesses to enforce the no shirt, no shoes, no mask policy themselves? Yeah, that's certainly, and I am asking that. In, in the absence of, uh, of a provincial uh, mandate to, to wear masks, uh, I am asking the retailers and even some of the restaurants, because yes, it's outdoor patios only, but in some of these cases, people are having to walk through the restaurant or having to walk through confined spaces to eventually get to their table. I've had people say on social media, well, can I take my mask off when I eat? Well, of course you can, because uh, at that point, you're in your chair, you're at your table. The restaurant's taken all the necessary precautions. Some of them are even installing plexiglass to provide further protection. So, yeah, you could, and I am asking retailers to do that. But at the end of the day, the other thing, Kelly, is we need consistency. Having one set of rules in one municipality or one jurisdiction or one main street versus another is confusing for the public. And I applaud uh, groups like Masks for Canada, where we've had over 750 medical professionals asking for masks to be made mandatory. Uh, yesterday in the Toronto Stars, several uh, epidemic Epidemiologists. It's a tough one. I know. I I get there myself sometimes, Frank. (laughs) So anyways, uh, they all came out, uh, several of them yesterday, saying if uh, you can wear a mask, you should. And it's one more layer of protection. Okay, what do you say to this? Because, I mean, some infectious disease doctors and epidemiologists also point to Thunder Bay, who've had zero cases over the last few days. Uh, to ask them to wear a mask just is, is kind of unfair and, and pointless. Well, uh, and here's the, here's the thing. Uh, I could even accept that we have a set of rules for the GTA and perhaps large urban centres like Ottawa and, and London and in, in places like that, if the province deems fit that because of the number of people that live in those communities, the, the you know, not having the, the cross, uh, you know, integration of people coming and going from, from other communities and other jurisdictions, I'd actually would understand. But I think at least in the GTA, at least in the large urban centres, let's require them. You know, at the beginning of this pandemic, I asked for the federal government to put in place additional screening for travelers that were coming back to Canada. It was dismissed at the time. I saw what was happening in other international jurisdictions and the success that that screening had had, recognizing that it doesn't catch everyone. So last week, the federal government now announced they're putting in that screening. Again, is it 100%? No, but any that helps every measure helps until we get a vaccine right and we've seen uh how quickly they can move on decisions so hopefully they'll make a decision about this but the premier yesterday um he said this when asked about it at his um his recent presser he was asked about your proposal here's what he had to say i highly highly recommend you go outside um and you're in in large groups, you're in shopping uh, centers, wear a mask. But the police, 14 and a half million people, would be very, very difficult. We just don't have the manpower manpower for uh, bylaw and and, uh, police officers to be chasing people without masks. See, now I understand what Doug Ford's getting at. He thinks a recommendation is almost the same as a mandate, but he recommends things and then he does a different thing within his own circle. So it's relatively confusing. Is that the main reason for wanting him to mandate it? 
So, uh, first of all, kudos to him because he, he walks the talk. Anytime I've seen the Premier out and he has not been able to physically distance, whether it's loading up his pickup truck or whatever he might be doing, he's had a mask on. And, and this is a bit of the, the, the frustrating part. He, he knows this is the right thing because he he's telling people to do it. I get his comment that we're not going to put a police uh, officer at every corner and every main street to make sure people are wearing masks. They should know that it's mandatory. And in cases of violation where there's deliberate violation and a police officer happens to be there, we don't put a police officer at every corner and we know there's speeding on our streets. Uh, the fact is we have laws and when uh, it's appropriate, uh, infractions can be issued. I think if they, it would make a very strong statement, though, if we make those masks uh, mandatory. And, and it's also a psychological thing. You know, it's, it's, uh, technology is wonderful. We've got all these, these bells and whistles now in our cars to remind us to do certain things. And yet most of us would say, well, come on, you idiot. Can't you remember to do this and break and whatever else? But the technology gets embedded. You know, it's pretty cheap technology. When you see someone else wearing a mask, it's a good reminder to all of us that we're not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm hoping uh, there's some progress on this. Uh, Metrolinx, for example, which is governed by the province of Ontario, uh, they should be requiring masks on the GO trains and on GO transit, just like we are on our local transit system. Again, it's about consistency in rules and not confusing the public and taking every measure possible to avoid a spike in a second wave. Okay, Frank, what are you hearing from your constituents? I think that's the most important from businesses, from residents of Markham. Do they want mandatory mask usage? The general feedback that, that I've received, and by the way, you know, most people are saying what's, what's taken so long. I think there was a recognition at the beginning that our healthcare professionals had to be the priority when it came to personal protective equipment, masks, whatever, shields, whatever it was. Now that we're further into this, now that hopefully supplies are, are more available, uh, people are supported. I've had some people say, what, if, what about individuals with uh, respiratory problems? Well, the fact is, obviously, they'd be exempt. And just like businesses prior to COVID-19 dealt with special circumstances about how they would service their customers or, or uh, be able to uh, deliver to their customers, that can still continue. This is about really telling people who can wear a mask, they should wear a mask and that they're an important measure uh, at this juncture. And again, everything to try and avoid a spike when that second wave comes. The last thing we want to see, and it looks like in the Southern Hemisphere, they're seeing uh, flu season uh, reach uh, high levels uh, in terms of people impacted, is that we have flu season and we couple that with a spike in a second wave. And every step that we can take now that a sort of ounce of prevention is going to mean a lot in the fall and into the winter. Frank Scarpetti, Mayor of Markham, thank you so much for sparing some time on the show. I wish you luck in uh, getting your mandatory face mask passed in the province. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are hating hearing me say that because they don't want to wear a face mask, but uh, that's just my opinion. Have yourself a fantastic afternoon. Thanks, Kelly.